You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Hello, welcome to the Finnish Football Show. Today it's our absolute pleasure to welcome yet another special guest to the show, a Finland international player who's recently cemented himself into the Hawkeyat starting 11, a member of the Euro 2020 squad, and a guy who we are certain will be commanding the Finnish defence for years to come. Welcome to the Finnish Football Show, Robert Ivanov. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm very glad to be here with you guys. That's lovely, Rob. I mean, um, as I said, you know, thanks thanks for joining us. It's um, it's really good of you to take the time. We really appreciate you you joining us today to uh, have a chat through your career and um, and some more up to date stuff of what you've been up to recently. Yeah, no problem. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much uh, for having me. It's a pretty busy so, time at the moment as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I could say, yeah. Well, today we had a little bit easier day. Uh, we had only the meeting. We uh, we watched the clip, we watched the film from, from the yesterday's game. And uh, other than that, we just I just had a massage and a, a little recovery session. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So we had a... Today was quite easy day. On Sunday, I've had my day already. Oh, there that. we go. All three, all three of us at once. Who wants to go first? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, sounds sounds better than my day, Rob. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But um, no, I mean, if we uh, so if we just if we just get get on to um, get on to your career, I mean, um, the reason we reached out to you, Rob, I mean, we like to do these these interview shows, but your club Varta Poznan made a made a short film about you recently ahead of um, Finland's final World Cup qualifier versus France last year, and and it was such great content that we we just had to sort of reach out to you and get you onto our podcast. So, I mean, it must have felt pretty good to you that that those guys from Varta came came over to Helsinki and um, and they wanted to see you playing for Hockey at like that must have been so good for you. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially when I know uh, that uh, the budget they have, uh, that's not quite. That's not big that they have to deal with, and to really fly over to Finland, Helsinki, to spend here time to to video everything, and this this the whole document that they made. It was beautiful, thirty minutes or something ish, and uh, yeah, I was like super surprised that they had or that they wanted to do that and uh, yeah i think they it was an amazing job from them and just have to thank them and just you know yeah but yeah i'm i'm flattered and uh, yeah they they have done very great very good and a great job the whole season for for us and uh, yeah it was amazing that they bumped into your former army yeah, man, Roommate that's, that's well. like, that? yeah, that's like, that's crazy <laughs> stuff. I, I messaged him after it and yeah, we, we had a good laugh about it. So, yeah. It was, uh, it was a pretty cool night. I mean, um, you guys, you guys, the four of us have finished football show hosts. We were there and, and you guys did, did so well against the, the world champions. I mean, you kept them at, at bay for, for so long periods. So it was, it was a, a really great performance from you guys. But just talking about that video there, I mean, um, your brother Arthur, he, he mentioned during the film that, that sport and football in particular really does run in your family. Your, your father and your grandfather, they, um, they were football players. And, um, and you told how you used to watch your, your father playing. 
what um, what kind of level did did your dad play at, and was he a, a really big influence on you when you was a, a young guy with regards to playing football? Yeah, hundred percent. I remember, or I don't, I don't even remember, but I remember that there's like photos and videos of me running on the pitch when I was like two years, two years old or three or something like that and running with him there when he was playing with the friends. And so he played on like third, uh, third division. So it wasn't like pro or even semi-pro. It was just like amateur level. And it was just like Russian guys living in Finland. They got like get together and played. Uh, and I still like those guys who my father played with. I still know them well. They still go play every Saturday and Sunday. And every time I'm in Finland, Helsinki, I try to, if I have time, I try to go there and just, you know, say hi and maybe go and play with them a little bit. So, so yeah, but no, definitely my father was like the biggest influence in for me to start playing. And uh, I play, like I, I probably said that I played handball, basketball and football. Yeah. My brother played uh, played basketball. My mom and sister played handballs, and my father played football. So I just like played all of them at once, and uh, I liked them all. But football just came on, came on top. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, um, it's you kind of keeping it real there. You're saying that you still still catch up with those old guys whenever you can, and uh, yeah, not just watching, uh, have a little kick about with those guys. That's like yeah, really, really, really keeping it real. But um, yeah. I believe that you you started you played junior football at. Um, PK35 and you also had some time at Yalason Barosaura as well but by the time you were around 18 you were you were playing Kakkonen for FC Müllipuro. Um what was the story behind moving clubs at that young age and had there been any I mean PK35 we, we obviously know but was there any interaction with some of the, the really bigger clubs in Finland when you were a young lad? No, no I, when, I, when I was like um... 12, 13, I played in Hoiko in like okay. the Edustusjoukkue. Um, uh, so it's like the, the the team where the best players uh, from my age group. So I'm born 94. So every Jolle was playing there, for example, at that time. I played there. But then, uh, well, I got my, I don't know how you say it. Like I started growing very fast. I like grew, grew like 10 centimeters in a year or something. So I was just like a Bambi on the football pitch i didn't know how to play i, I was out I was and uh, then they dropped me kind of to the second team and then from there just it, i just started to play wherever my friends were you know so and up until i went to like honka i think like i every every place i or every team i played i just had to call them and can i come and they were like yeah sure come come and train so yeah, like there was like first uh, Viking, it, then I think it was Peko, 35, then it was Elias Alapalaseura, LPS, then Myllypura, then Viking, it, and then Honka. So, I, yeah, it's just uh, in every team that we, I had a good friends in there. So I just went there and played with them. And it was just more like about having fun than thinking about any... Uh, I didn't have any plan to have like okay this is this is what I want to do and to like th this is the way to be as a professional player or whatever it's, I was just having fun and playing football but then of course when I got to Honka it was like I was gonna start thinking like okay maybe this is this is it how how to uh, be a professional football player yeah it's a it's a pretty cool story you know like you just 
bounced around a few clubs, playing with your mates just for fun. It's like um, it's kind of like a, a a refreshing a refreshing story, you know. Like um, obviously we're a couple of us guys are based in England, and you hear stories about kids being in academies at so young age, and maybe some of the fun goes out of their football for them. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of pressure. So to hear that that you got you guys were just playing for fun, it, it's really really cool. But um, I think it was at uh, Muluporo that you worked under the Russian coach Rabil Savitov, and like yeah. how 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 big an influence was Rabil on you at at that time? And did so did you feel already then? You you mentioned it was when you got to Honka, but when you were working with Rabil, did you feel that a career at the top of the game was was within reach? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like. In Hong Kong, when I got there, there was there it was like more professional. But of course, 100%. Uh, this coach Sabitov, he like he told me at very critical time that yeah, you can you can be a football player if you start practicing like properly and like a, even try to be like a professional football player. Try to live, try to eat, try to sleep. You know, because at 17, 18, you know, if you haven't lived that life, you are just you know going with your mates partying whatever it, it is you are doing so so yeah i had to when he's and i think that's it was like the critical also because many of my friends they didn't have this one voice one coach or whoever that who said that you can be a professional football player you can have a career if you start like really putting the effort there so i think that's that's why it was huge for me that he said that and that that's can sound like a little thing for someone but for me it was like the you know groundbreaking stuff and because i know i knew he was a good coach he was in russia he was in kazakhstan he was in like these countries uh, i think he won the championship in kazakhstan so i knew that he knows football so for me it was definitely yeah like one of the biggest like guys people who have helped me during my career i think that recently um Ravi has worked in FC Riga with Mikhail Soisala. I don't know if they were yeah. there at the same time, but I, I think that's that's correct, is it so? Yeah, yeah. He he was in the academy, like uh, in some I don't know which which like coaching position he had. He yeah. was there, but yeah, he was there. Yeah, and um, we've seen that Mikhail Soisala is uh, is doing really really great things over there and breaking into hockey outside as well. So yeah. there you go. The the coaching coaching must be working. But as exactly. you said in. In 2015, you um, you transferred to FC Viking, who were also playing in Kakonen at that time, but but they were a club with a high profile, having previously been in Veikkausliiga. Um, so, how did that first move to Viking come about? And and you said Honka was really professional, but did already going to Viking it feel like a, a step to a more professional s- scenario? Yeah, hundred percent, and it was like uh, refreshing to have this finish. Uh like approach to it because in Milipura it was like 100% Russian approach and it like okay. in a way it's it, it got to me a little bit like I got anxious over it because they they just work differently that, that I have used to because okay I know I'm part Russian or part Estonian part Ukrainian whatever but I still like lived in this Russian culture and grow grew so it was refreshing to go to Viking and I have like a Finnish coach, Finnish sports and director, Finnish everything. So it was in a way, but yeah, uh, I just, uh, they just dropped from Ykkonen that 2015 season uh, or 2014 and then 2015, they were in Kakkonen. And then again, they were uh, one of my best friends played there. Like 
yeah, Oshku, then a few others who I who was like I was very close with, and um, yeah, then I just went there. They even offered me like a few hundred bucks per month, but I said I was working at the time, and I said no, I don't need any money because I, I I heard that they had some problems, financial problems, and I was like I don't need the stress in having the two hundred euros or whatever in my contract, and then if I don't get it, I'm gonna be like where's my money, and then it's just like. I don't need that stress in my life. I'm working. I got the money from there. I just want to play football, you know, in Kakkonen without, in you know, peacefully. And uh, so, and it was great. It was really great. And we 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 were quite good. We were, I think, third at the table at that season, and nobody expected anything from us. So it was like it was it was good season. After I think it was twenty or so appearances and and three goals for Viking, it you transferred to FC Honka. Um, Honka at this time, they were Kakonen side as well after facing relegation from the Vegas Liga due to financial reasons. Um, were you confident, Rob, that Honka could make it back to the top tier of, of Finnish football and, and, and take you with them? Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, when I got there, uh, I saw the quality they have. The players, Perovo, Otaro, Vekström. These guys, I was like, yeah, this this club is gonna is going definitely going to promote to Ukkonen and definitely belongs in Vekas Liga. But it's also a process, you know. Uh, when you start in Kakkonen, uh, it's a process. It's, it takes time. It's just not that you have good players and then you just go once, you know, year by by year. It, it you need to work on it. And uh, I think we we even got a quite rough start. I think we lost our first game that season. Against Tepeve, 3-2 away. So uh, it was like a good, like, even it, it was good that we lost the game because we, we, we knew that we need to work really. And it, it's not enough that we have, like like I said, good players. We need to really play and, and train. And, and uh, yeah, it was a very good season. I, I got, like, the amount of games I had and uh, the confidence level I had during the season was was phenomenal. Cause I, and I played, like, midfielder and central back. And uh, so it was like... I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you um, you became pretty much an integral part of that that Honka side that achieved back-to-back promotions. Firstly to Utkanen and then back to Vekas Liga, and you were you were adding goals to your game along along the way. It must have felt so good to be be part of a winning team that was climbing the league so successfully. Um, but how did, how did you feel about your own development as a as a footballer at that time? You said you played in a couple of positions, you scored a couple of goals, but did you feel that you personally were developing at your game at that time? Yeah, I would say I would say definitely. Like 2016, the first season, we had uh, Rantala as a coach. He was like um, he had good, good mentality. He he could like push us in a way tactically. Maybe not that he always said that we we should win every game because we have better players. So and in a way, I like this confidence. Confidence, maybe someone would say a little bit cockyish, yeah. but uh, I, I still liked it. So, but when Vesku came in Vasara, uh, 2017, that was like the game changer. Also, how I see football now, and for example, why why I play how I how I play now is is just like 100. Everything goes to Vesku, and thanks to him because. I remember the first training he came in, he said that, you know, if nobody presses you, you don't have to pass the ball. Just keep the ball in your feet, you know, wait that the press comes, then pass and try to find the open space and whatever, go behind the press. And I I think, like, Vesku totally, like, changed my view on the football. And, uh, yeah. 
and and Sampa, of course, but Vesku, he he really changed. Like the, it was crazy because it, it was like so like so different than what I have was used to. Yeah. So and I I started to really like think about football in totally different way. I so it's interesting how the the different coaches bring different things and and yeah, I think you know especially the position that you play now, being able to read the game and, and, and play like that with the, with the ball at your feet is so, so important. But yeah, we say like the, um, the first season back in Vegas Liga for Honka was a, a successful one. I think you guys finished fourth in the league and, and you yourself played around 30 games. Um, did you feel that Vegas Liga was a real step up in standard? And um, how did it feel for you to be going up against like the best strikers in Finland? Yeah, in a way, it was like now when I when you look back, it, it feels kind of crazy that that it went how it went because like it, I think it got to the last game and we won against VPS and Kups was playing against Maria Ham and then there was some controversial goal scored in the game in the Kups Maria Ham game in the last minute so and so and then we because of it we didn't go to Europe and we lost the third place and it was like crazy, but uh, I remember just during the season again we had a good team. And uh, I was just like, I didn't, I wasn't thinking like who I'm playing against, which teams, whatever. I was just enjoying my football. I was just trying to, you know, if Vesco puts me in the lineup, nice. I go out, I try to enjoy it. I made quite, a, quite, quite many mistakes during that season, but Vesco was like still, it was a big thing for him. He was just, I, I did like, for him, I did some good stuff on the pitch, so that's why I probably played that much. So, uh, yeah, I was just, I wasn't thinking that much. Of course, when, now, when I look back, I was, I, I, you know, I was like, well, maybe I should have been thinking more about it, but uh, maybe also the mentality was, was like that. So, um, yeah, no, I, again, like I said, I, I enjoyed it very much. So it was, it was good. Yeah. Well, you, you played almost 150 games for, for Honka and, and after that, Polish side Warta Poznan paid over 300,000 euros for you to, to help them in their quest to return to the, to the top flight in Poland for the first time in, in 25 years. I mean, how did that contact with Warta come about? And were you apprehensive about moving to a new country with a, another new language or, or was playing abroad in a, in a foreign league something that you always wanted to experience? No, definitely. It was my dream when I was growing up that uh, one day I could play abroad. Uh, I wasn't thinking that much that much where, but of course there was some like ideas that if I want to play sometime some sometime in Arsenal or in England, for example, one day, which was my dream always. Uh, I need some steps like stepping stones there. So I, I'm not going to move from Honka straight to Arsenal. So Poland was like, in a way, perfect, perfect for that. And uh, I, I knew that there were some guys played there already for sale, for example, Hostika. Uh, I knew that Kappe Hamelan and Arayuri played there, had successful years there. So uh, it was, I, for me, it was like very natural, natural step in a way. And uh, I don't know about the transfer fee. I, I don't think it was that much, if I'm honest, because I had like six months or five months left on my contract. And I, I, I don't think that they paid that much. I don't know, really. I don't know the total amount, but just, just for the record, I, I don't think it's that much. 
because they would have been a little bit crazy to pay that much when I, my contract was ending in, in a few months. But um, uh, they were no, they were really keen on me. And the sporting director from Varta flew to Helsinki to meet me. I don't know if he met some other players also, but it was for me like, whoa, some yeah. guy f- flies from Poland to Helsinki. And it was like during COVID, quite like in the middle of it. So it, for me, it was like, wow, these guys are serious. And uh, it really like, got me the feeling that they really want me and they are like quite professional about it and uh it was just like logical for me and of course there was some doubts like moving abroad to poland like i didn't know much about the country like it got surprised me that how many people was living there etc but uh no like i said it was like natural after all was like done it was natural natural step well, I mean, we're um, we're going to get onto onto the next step and what the future might hold for you. But yeah, Rich is an Arsenal supporter, so he'll be he'll be happy when you eventually make that move to uh, to North London for the yeah in the red yeah. shirts of Arsenal. It's about time we had a Finnish player there properly. I know, yeah. you know Keto and, uh, yeah, and Glenn. Glenn made one appearance in the end. Uh, <clears throat> it's Rami Shaban. Yeah, yeah, an old goalkeeper. I think his was his mother Finnish. I think something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'd be, it'd be nice to have another. another yeah, they have there. they have good centre backs though now. Saliba coming back and this, but maybe maybe in a few years, maybe if they need some experience, so maybe I can help help them. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there behind the goal watching. <laughs> so you said Robert that um, you mentioned there that Paulus Arayuri and Petri Forsell they had they had been in Poland. Obviously, Kasper Hamelainen he'd had some successful time in Poland. Did you um, did you ask any of those guys or uh, Albin Granlund? He he's also been playing in Poland. Did you did you call those guys up and say, hey, what do you think about me going to Poland, or or did you just like make your own decisions? And yeah, how does how does living there in Poland how does that compare to to living in Finland? Yeah, I, I messaged uh, Forshell, Petteri. Uh, I messaged him. Uh, I, I asked just about, like, how's the life? How's the culture? In, like, small things and uh, some contracts, you know, situation details and this and that. And he helped me a lot. It was it was really nice of him to, to help. And, uh, uh, yeah, and then, you know, life there has been very, very good. Like, the first year was quite difficult because of COVID. It was the country was in total lockdown, like, the first season uh except from the first month and a half but then after it it was just like nothing to do just at home and taking a walk in a park and just just that's about it but the second year this last season was like i really got the experience of living abroad uh i visited berlin i visited warsaw like these cities next to next to poznan so it was like really really good experience and i'm like it was i'm so happy to have experienced it at such young age um robert when um we, we hear about a lot of teams in finland when they do training and think they have they speak english as a common language because of all the different nationalities is that a, a thing in poland as well that you're aware of no <laughs> 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 like, I think in uh, only in Pogon Szczecin, uh, where they had a German Austrian coach, uh, Runjaic Costa. I think he sp- he spoke English, but I think every other team had a Polish coach, or like some, some Legia had Serbian coach, but he spoke Polish. So, 
But no, I was so amazed how she showed their English were. Like, I was like, what, what are these guys doing? Because, like, I don't know. Like, still now, I'm still we were just la laughing with Nilo, man, yeah, that yeah. Our, some of our guys went to Greece for vacation and they just they don't speak English at all. I don't know how they managed to survive there because it's. And, and my girlfriend also, she was like, first game, uh, we draw, we go out. There's players, their misses, whatever, girlfriends. And my girl tries to, you know, small talk, okay, this. And they're just like, you know, they show like this, no, no, no. Not a word. Not a word of English. And how I don't know how, how they survived because it was really, like, amazing for me to, to see this. How did oh, you survive man. in Poland? How is your how is your language skill? Your English is excellent, but how is your Polish? Yeah, I can I can talk. I can talk like... Especially like if you if you talk football football stuff, I think I can manage quite well. Uh, just after last game from Krakow, uh, I got a taxi to the airport and I spoke like I could speak with the taxi driver. Who am I? Where I'm coming from? Blah blah blah. So these kind of things. But of course, it's not perfect. So I can I can survive. These two guys are both living sort of in and around London, but I'm I'm up in Sainayoki and I've been here 14 years, but it's only really the last few years I've really started to try and make an effort with yeah. the language. And I got a job for a few days a week. I'm able to speak Finnish every day and use it every day. And yeah. just seeing the progress go like this, it's yeah. uh, it's incredible if you if you have to, of course. You don't really have to. Even in Sainayoki, you can get by with, with yeah. English. So Yeah, but uh, that's amazing that in, even in Sainayoki you can, because it's a small city. Mm. So, so, but that's good for you. So Finnish is a difficult language. So I can imagine that it's not easy to... Yeah, I'm to, not quite at the big boss level yet, but I'm working yeah. my way up there. Yeah. <laughs> there was a... Um, didn't uh, Vata release another video, Robert? When when Nilo joined the club, there was like a little video of you teaching him a couple of Polish yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. It was good. They, they, are, they are creative with things like that, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, I guess it's nice for you to have Nilo there. You can chat away to someone in Finnish and yeah. The uh, Polish guys have even less of a clue what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And he moved just next door, uh, so we are neighbors, and uh, we go every day to training together. And and uh, so yeah, it's it's been really nice this past six months that when he moved there. And uh, I think for him also it was because he's more like a typical Finnish guy, quite shy, quite you know doesn't speak much. So yeah. to have the one guy who you can you know speak whenever you want something, so it's it's been for him probably yeah also good. So back to the football, your your first season in Poland was a, a successful one with Varta finishing fifth in the league. I think you missed out on Europa League qualifying only on goal difference. Um, yeah. were, you, were you happy with your own performances across the 22 games you played? And again, same kind of question, but did you feel a step up in quality in extra lusser than you'd been used to playing in Vekas Liga in Finland? Yeah, yeah, I could say now the difference in in Vekos Liga was 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 quite uh, big in terms of the quality of players. Te technically or t tactically, there wasn't much difference. I I, could, I would even say that probably in Vekos Liga they they are more tactical because in Poland they just like to you know go. They don't they don't think much. They just go forward. Yeah. So it, that was good. Like um, also like. Uh, it was good to see for me that I can adapt to that kind of game also. So I, that I don't need to have the ball with me all the time or to defend like uh, 
small amounts because in Varta we defended quite 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 a lot. So uh, uh, the first six months was were, they were quite difficult really. I, after the, uh, when we had the Christmas break, I was like saying to my girl that I, I'm I'm going back to Honka. I, I don't I don't want this. You know this is this is why I don't know why they get me here. You know. Uh, I don't play. I played like six games in the first round, uh, but then I just after Christmas break, I in January I I came back, and we had the mini camp, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna push, show them that they don't have any choice, then just put me in, in. and uh, yeah, that's more or less what happened, and uh, yeah, it was it was great, great the second second part of the season, the spring, and uh, yeah, the fifth position was crazy because. That was like nobody could like believe or guess that we would be in fifth position. Like it was like I don't know, thirty years, forty years since Varta had been so so high in the table. So yeah, yeah. it was it was good. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, just leaving that for a moment, and we we want to talk for a little bit about your international career. I mean, um, already your your performances for FC Honka had been noticed by by River Canara, and you. You made your debut, I believe, as a 85th minute substitute for Albin Granlund in a in a one nil friendly over Sweden back in 2019. But your first start for Hawkey came a little while later in a in a friendly against Estonia. Was um silly question, but was it always a dream of yours to play for your country? And and how did it feel to put on that jersey and make your national team debut? Yeah, it, it was a dream, but it was like quite quite far away you know it wasn't like I, I didn't even think about it that much you know of course when I, I when I was a ball boy for example 2008 or seven in a national team game in Olympic Stadium when we played against Russia and we lost three nil yeah uh, I was like you know it would be nice to play here someday but it wasn't like it wasn't like okay this 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 is it you know I'm gonna push for it so when I got the call from River that a hey, you want to come with us? I was like, man, this is this is some crazy, crazy stuff. And um, yeah, then when I had put the shirt on and everything, it was unreal, unreal experience. And it's just like, of course, the Euro Euro last year was like the the mountain highest peak, but at that time to to have the to wear the shirt, it was like craziest, craziest stuff ever. Yeah, I think. Um... In that that first game, you were you were paired in the centre of defence with the experienced Juhani Oyala for that Estonia game. Did did having a player with his experience next to you help you settle into your first start in international football? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, Toivio played as a right back, uh, so I had like good, 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 solid, experienced guys next to me. So it was it was really helpful. And uh, Toivio has like ever since he uh, until he. Uh, uh, stopped playing for for national team. Uh, he was always on these camps with me. Every time I have been here, he's been here. So in a way, he's been like the guy who who I like. He when I'm here, he's here. So in a way, he he got this uh, big brother kind of type. Even though like we weren't like that much together, but in a way, I just looked up to him a little bit. So he he I know of course Oyala Yude, funny guy, so funny guy, good good <laughs> jokes and. Uh, uh, really nice, nice guy also, and helped me uh, a lot also. After that initial taste of international football, you you slipped out of the squad for a while. Was it was it tough to watch Hukiat making their way to the to our first major tournament, or were you able to 
to enjoy watching those games along with the rest of us fans. No, of course I enjoyed it. I was really happy for them. Of course, sometimes I was like thinking, okay, maybe, maybe I could feel that I deserve to be there in a place of some other players who were playing in my position then. But but I knew that it's it's very difficult from Honka to go uh, as a centre back there. Uh, I knew that we had problems with fullbacks, especially on the right side. We didn't have that like top top quality like we had with Yere Uranen as a left fullback, and of course then we had Paukujona and Weissen and brothers and Oyala, of course. So, uh, but uh, no, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I remember watching the Liechtenstein game when we uh, got the place uh, and I, yeah i remember helsinki just blew it was it was so nice to see and uh, it was it, I, i enjoyed it we we talked in the in the finnish football show before that being left out of a squad doesn't necessarily mean the end of the international career river tends to bring players in and out of the squad um is that is that something that's talked about what's your what's your experience of that from the inside no i think it's it just keeps the competition you know open and you know i think it, there's been many cases for example euros you know when when the squad got announced and oyala for example was left out it was like you know i felt bad for him because he's been around you know for many years and like I think everybody was like thinking he's certainly is going to be in the squad. But um, I think it's River River has good like uh, he's ha- handles quite well this 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 thing and because uh, there's players coming on coming in and 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 then sometimes there's some guys left uh, they are going to be leaving out of the squad so But it keeps, especially for me now. Like every time I get the the invitation for this past year, I, I get excited, you know. And for me, it's like the biggest thing. And I get like, and then I start to wait again for the national break. And you know, for me, it's still like a, I get so hyped about it. So it it, it pushes you also in uh, when you when you are with when I'm with Barta, for example. And I, I try to play as as well as possible because I know that Riva is watching. So I think it's. The harmony is, is is quite good here regarding that. You just do it by just talking to players, communicating, making sure that people understand what's what's going on. Is that is it as simple as, as basic man management? Yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, I think River, yeah, yeah, he 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 does it well, and he's quite open and he knows how to talk. You can see that his background as a teacher, and uh, he's yeah, he's he's quite solid with it. I think it's really really a kind of refreshing thing for guys to know that if they're not if they don't make it to one squad then there's always the chance that they're gonna they're gonna be picked for the next squad i think like as you said rob it it, it keeps them on their toes in their club and they can always push to get back in that international setup i i think it's a it's a really really refreshing thing but you yourself you you returned to the hukiat squad as the qualifiers for world cup 2022 started and you had two 90-minute appearances in the spring of last year in the uh, Euro 2020 warm-up friendlies. How were you feeling about your your own chances to make it to that final Euro squad? No, I I, I couldn't believe like I, I wasn't believe I I was like okay I got the chance against Switzerland and I, okay I, I played okay but I was still thinking like no, no unless there's gonna be injuries for Oyala or Weissen and brothers or of course Pauk or Jona. 
then maybe but if there's no injuries i was like no no way i'm gonna be in the squad because you know especially when i played against sweden in the second last game and i was like man and i i was like i remember i was so nervous when i was because I, i knew that it was like the last game before the squad is gonna be announced but yeah so um Yeah, I, I I was like quite sure that they, he's not gonna pick me, uh, Riva or the coaching staff. And uh, I remember when when we went to the meeting room and the squad got announced, I, I was just holding back tears and I was like, because we had masks on, I was very lucky that we had them because like I think my <laughs> facial expressions were like you know like going around and uh, yeah, the I was tears just trying... running down inside the mask. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like trying to look forward, you know, not have the eye contact with someone because it was crazy it was like one of the most tense situations i have ever been in my life it was um yeah it certainly was and the uh again for those uh, those media guys we we gave some kudos for the ones at vata but yeah the the squad announcement video that hooky had put out was something pretty cool that was um that was pretty impressive it was really good fun to watch that Yeah, yeah, 100%. And because we watched it also first time when the squad got <laughs> announced. So it was it came as a surprise for everyone that it was well, like that. And yeah. then when the, when I saw that uh, Kira Korpi got my name or she put out my name, I was like, well, all my friends freaked out because, you know, she's uh, quite beautiful in a way. So, <laughs> so, so everyone was like, uh, what, what's going on? And I was like, hey, what is going on? Why? Because I thought that there's going to be some connection, like Yera had his sister and uh, this kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah, it came as a total surprise. But one of the most beautiful videos, yeah, totally, or announcements. Was that when you actually heard that you were in the squad or had you been told before? No, we, we uh, Riva told us the night, the day before, right, okay, like okay. at 10 p.m. And then the next day it got announced. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, otherwise, that's like a game show where you just have to sit there watching, <laughs> yeah. you, watching YouTube to see if you're in the squad. Okay. Yeah. So um, just just quickly, Rob, what are your um, what are your memories from that, that Euro campaign? I mean, um, we've talked at length about it. Obviously, it was historical for Finland to to make it there to our first major tournament but yeah what what are what are your memories that you can take away from that euro campaign yeah well just <clears throat> my first like proper memory would probably traveling to russia by train it was super hot super like nice day and just to go there with with a bunch of bags and a lot of <laughs> luggage you know just like wow this is this is really it And then uh, going to Copenhagen to Denmark and uh, to see the vibe, to see the flags, to see just the hype in the city. And then the training first uh, or the, uh, the last training before the game uh, to go there to see like the Denmark giving us the middle thing, uh, you know, because we had the Finnish bus and just to have this 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 atmosphere and uh, to see the stadium, to see that like the, and then of course the Ericsson case was just horrible, but. Luckily, everything turned out fine. And uh, but yeah, the dem, the, 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 the like the hype and the, the vibe before and uh, before the Denmark game, it was like one of the best feelings I have ever like. And the 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 sense that something great is gonna happen and something that people have waited for so long, you know. And that was just like to be part of it. If it was yeah, unreal. Yeah, it was. Um, we we enjoyed watching so so much. I mean. Um, We've talked that maybe, you know, the, the, there was maybe some missed opportunity in the Russia game to get some more points 100%. on the board. But, 
you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It happened. And then obviously in the final game against Belgium, the guys did so well to, to keep like one of the best teams in the world, you know, keep it at, at nil nil for so long. And then, yeah, but it was, um, it was, it was a, a heroic three games. I think, especially you mentioned it, the way that the players and the fans conducted themselves in the wake of what happened to Christian. I think, you know, everybody, from Finland squad and players can come out from that Euro with their, their head held high. But when, yeah, when, 100%. The, when the Euro's completed, you yourself put in another 90-minute friendly appearance um, with a, the nil-nil draw with Wales. There was, there was a, a real sense amongst the fans that Rive was, was starting to look to the future with players as, such as yourself and Daniel O'Shaughnessy, Leo Weiss, and then were picking up more and more game time. Um, when the World Cup qualifiers resumed, you were on the bench. But as as the campaign went on, you you started to feature really heavily in the last three fixtures, which you know it saw us narrowly miss out on a playoff spot. We talked about that game against France. But had you at this time, did you sense yourself that your your time was coming? And and had there been any discussion within the squad about the impending double retirement of the the legends who are Jan Otovio and Palazzaroyuri? Uh, yeah, definitely the September uh, international break where we played with Jana uh, against the Wales game. You could you could like see that okay, if Jana and me would play against Wales, that we're not gonna play against Kazakhstan. Yeah, Kazakhstan game, and uh, you could see from, for example, Jana, he was quite like not happy. Let's say like that that he wasn't starting the the game and. Uh, uh so yeah there there was this kind of uh i don't know you could probably say a little bit of an elephant in the room about it but i think some guys spoke spoke about it but it wasn't like in a way it was just like you know you train as hard as you can and then because the results weren't that good for example ukraine game at home then we had the kazakhstan game that we had to win and then Riva made this uh, change to play again in the fourth uh, four line in defense. So then, you know, I think it's just in a, in a way like a normal thing to try something new. And uh, I was there, I was fit, you know, you know, and uh, just ready to if if I have my chance, I'll I'll try to do the best best out of it. So uh, mm, I think it was just not normal, like. Uh, uh, normal movement towards uh, trying something new. Nothing special for me. It was just like one guy going out, one guy coming in, you know, and uh, it's not like he was changed like 10, 10 guys, but it was like a few guys coming out, few guys coming in, and then uh, we, we did well with Kazakhstan and then we did well with Bosnia. And uh, so you can give again kudos to Rive for having the balls to try to change some. some. Sorry, Rich. Uh, now, I was just going to ask, um, in, in terms of that, obviously, um, T- Tim Spav was coming to the end of his career as well. And, and I think with, with Paulus and Jorna, that was something that I think a lot of people saw coming. Was that discussed at all in, in the transition and the, the way that a captain, you know, a captain like Tim Spav had been in the team for eight or nine years, that that was moving on as well? So it wasn't just yourself, but it was the whole kind of the leadership of the team. Was that something that was starting to impact you? No, I think with with Sparv it was more clear because you could see that the, his body wasn't just holding anymore, mm. and uh, you could see that 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 he was like going to to end his or like he was uh, uh, around the end of his road 
what it comes to his playing career. And it was like people like it was more like it, it didn't come as a surprise that that okay, okay, it came as a surprise that he ended his career like totally, but to to just retire from national team or, or so I think people are like, okay, this is like more normal. But that Jona and Paulus to to have this retire because I, I spoke with Jona and he was saying sometimes during this uh, autumn that maybe if we don't get to the qualifiers uh, to these um, qualifiers to the World Cup uh, that this is going to be probably his last year playing uh, as a national team and uh, then I was like okay that's that's quite big news but then again like uh, when it comes to leaders we have Temu, we have Reba, we have Jolle, we have Rade, we have Lukas so like there's so many leaders here that that when they left or when they retired or was were thinking about it, it just the other guys stepped up. And uh, I think again now during these few games, you can again see that there's of course holes that they left, all three of them. But it's just natural that some of us have to step up and, and take the responsibility of uh, to to lead and to just guide the team forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean. Um... Obviously, the, the scenes at the end of the France game were pretty emotional. You know, um, yeah, Ariuri and Toivio there was saying their goodbyes to to Pochoiskara, and it was you know for to to have gone up against the the world champions and with that playoff spot just in grasp and, and to go such a such a good game. The the four of us guys we were there in Helsinki for that game, and um, and yeah, it was uh, it was despite the result, it was such a it was such a great night, you know, and. Um, for for those guys to bring the the curtain down on the, on their international careers, it was um it was really special to to witness that. But yeah, I mean, um, so I, I guess you already answered, but you you didn't you didn't feel that the the boots were too big to fill, Rob. You were confident that you would just slide into those places left by Paulus and 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 Jonah? No, I, I didn't feel that they were too big because uh, it was it was like smooth smooth transition in yeah. a way and uh like uh they were always friendly towards me and the other young uh, young essential backs and there, there was not like this kind of uh i don't know was the malice or yeah. this kind of uh thing that it was just like they understood that the, okay there's some young bulls coming in now hungry they, they can smell some blood you know yes. <laughs> Maybe they can have the opportunity, and then we just, you know, try to play as 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 good as possible. And because uh, it also the coaches try to guide the tactical evolution or whatever towards that we need to maybe defend bigger areas and have more legs in a way. So it was just like natural transition to okay, maybe now we need some younger legs, younger guys who can maybe run a little bit more. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, that, okay, of course, these guys, these Sparv, Paulus and Jona, they guided Finland to the first ever Euro championship. So there will be a forever legends in Finnish history, football, football history. So, of course, in that way, if you think about it, you, you can feel or see that, okay, there's the big, the boots are too big. But I, I'm, if you think that like too much, then you, you just lose focus on the game. So... We just try to, you know, play and uh, make them proud because uh, Pauku and they were now in the stands during the Montenegro game. And yep. 
we could catch up with them and they were all smiles you know and having a few beers and just enjoying the retirement so it's it's all good vibes and uh, i think they 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 enjoy the, their time now to to be the fan and and see the games from the stands yeah the um so after that the the next the next hockey up fixtures were the friendly games in spain against um iceland and slovakia you yourself rob put in another 90 minute performance in the second game against slovakia um i, I traveled to spain and um it was a kind of a it was a kind of a weird atmosphere to be in with not so many fans in such a such a big stadium it was like um like it was so crazy to hear you guys talking to each other so clearly you know like we yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was it was definitely weird and the whole the whole uh international break in spain it, it was all around quite weird that <laughs> like that the the weather was bad and uh, yeah. the food was quite bad the the and then the rain was there and then the games were a little bit like you know nothing to play for in a way of course they are friendlies they're national team games you want to win yeah. them there's like but still there, there was just like this weird vibe that that you could probably then see from our game that that we weren't like on at our best yeah i mean it's yeah like you said it was exactly the same i was expecting to be walking about with sunglasses and shorts on and yeah i i yeah. needed my um my my whole scarf in, in my neck yeah. because it was, yeah, yeah. it was a bit it was a bit chilly there in spain but yeah it was um for me personally it was a, it was a nice experience as i said just to be able to watch the watch the the game in like almost a closed stadium and just yeah just hear you guys talking to each other and talking yeah. your way through your tactics and your game so it was it was it was an interesting experience but yeah after that we faced our old friends bosnia this weekend just gone and um in the first of our nations league group b uh, sorry league b group 3 games and we had to settle for for a 1-1 draw i mean um we're taking a first half lead but but bosnia equalized i don't know it was like 90 plus 4 or something to to steal a point um how did how did you guys feel firstly how did you feel about your own performance and then how did you guys as a as a team and a squad feel feel about the game to to let that goal in so late uh no uh, well first of all the, i think the game we, we we played okay we didn't play like our, at our best but uh we could uh, create some chances and uh, uh how reba and Teme and glenn played uh, and uh attacking third like was so nice to see from from behind and to just uh yeah i really enjoy watching how they play it's just <laughs> like for me uh, crazy guys uh, the quality is 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 unbelievable but um yeah of course very like frustrated uh that they could score late on but um maybe uh, like i said to some other ule or anteve when they asked about it that um Maybe it was good, like learning lesson for us that uh, we need to play until the end, and we a little bit maybe uh, took off the gas uh, in a way that we we didn't start, we didn't play anymore at our like game uh, game plan that we started to play long balls. We didn't try to keep the ball, and we maybe did, didn't have the courage to try and just play out. Of course, in the end, we had the nice combination. We had like 30, 40 passes, and uh, the crowd got on, and uh, we got the free kick in the in their health but yeah still I, f I felt like we were like too passive uh, and uh, defended too too low and um, maybe we maybe they even deserved uh, yeah deserved it the goal 
to to uh, to to tie the game. But um, yeah, it's just like it, it was good that this Montenegro game came so quick. Uh, so we didn't have much time to to dwell on it and just like uh, we, we we watched the film, we we checked the clips and uh, we moved forward. Did yeah, you get I mean, a push uh, in the back? Oh yeah! Before that goal, before that goal went in. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And I asked the he was Scottish referee, and I was like, "Come on, mate, you know what, what's going on? If I do that, nine out of ten, they're gonna uh, uh, whistle a foul because." Mm. If I jump and I try to hit the ball and someone pushes me from the back, you don't need a big push. It's enough that you just a little bit and then I lose my balance already. And then, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe seven, six, seven out of ten times referee would whistle that, but it was so late in the game. So maybe he didn't, he didn't want to, you know, I don't know. Maybe for him it was too soft. But like I said, some referees whistle that, some not. So bad luck in a way. Well, he'd already yeah. missed a handball in the first half, hadn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scottish referees for you. Yeah. Oh, dear. But, um, yeah, like you said, Rob, I mean, and I said to these guys when we, we, did, our, we did our short summing up of the, of the Bosnia game, I, um, I mentioned that, you know, we, we'd been messaging and, and the first thing you said was, you know, we move on. And, um, and that's exactly, you guys didn't dwell on that 1-1. You, you just decided to put it behind you and, and move on. And that's exactly what you did because, um, yeah, yesterday we managed a, a comfortable 2-0 win in front, in front of our own fans to, um, to uh, yeah, beat, beat Montenegro. I mean, um, sun was shining. Not It was much better than Spain, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Sun was shining. The, the stadium was full. The, the guys in Point Oscar were were singing their hearts out and... Um, yeah, I would I would go as far to say it was a, a comfortable two 0 win. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, again, I have to just uh, say how how grateful all of us are to the how much uh, Pohjoiskar and the whole stadium is cheering and helping us. And like the the atmosphere is like I couldn't believe it. Like the first this trans game, I was like I was almost crying when I was walking on the pitch because I saw the stadium so full first time and everything so but yeah uh, Montenegro we knew that they just beat Romania 2-0 and we were like wait 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 so <laughs> they, they if they beat Romania 2-0 quite comfortably it means that they're a good team proper team so we need to be ready for whatever because with these teams you, you never know how they come out are they going to press are they going to play in four or five what's the game plan so you just need to be ready for, for whatever and uh, I think we showed that uh we had a little rocky start. We were like a little bit maybe nervous. And we had also quite many changes in our team. Jensen played first start, uh, Lingman second second cap. So, uh, and how, how they played is you could feel that they have played 100 games for, for national teams. So, uh, yeah, we, we could manage. And of course, two brilliant goals, the first especially. And uh, uh, again, the atmosphere was just so nice. Tuesday at 7 p.m., you know, in Finland, okay, it's summer and this and that, but still to have over 17,000 uh, fans to come and watch, I think it just also shows how the football is progressing, yeah, especially the culture. And uh, yeah, good game. Just second half was more, more or less just trying not to concede and play play out the game and maybe score the third one, but we, we didn't. But still, yeah, I think it was quite solid game from, from all of us. We was um, we was all hoping for a Yole hat trick. It was yeah. Uh, I think he was he was also quite quite hungry for it because uh, yeah. I think he was quite ticked about not playing any minutes against Bosnia. So so but um, yeah, 
he scored two two goals, so he can be yeah, happy about two, it. Two crackers. But- I'd just say, Rob, but the, the the first goal was a fantastic team effort. But uh, Mika Vauernen put a video out today. Um, it looked like he'd been broken down from a coaching yeah. perspective and, and starting with you stepping out from the back, bringing the ball out. Um, is that something that Rive has been really encouraging you, especially when you're working as a free, to, to bring that ball forward? Yeah, 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 100%. Especially, like I, like I said, uh, that if nobody's pressing me and there's space, use the space, go, go into that space, because then that means that somebody has to soon come uh, to press me and then there's again space so and uh yeah and that's that's also one thing what we spoke when i was when vesco came into honga that he he teached uh, first for that first that thing for, uh, to me and uh, uh and he and river was also the game plan was that we need to be just uh careful with the ball and uh uh that we that we know that if we can just have the ball a lot there will be spaces it doesn't matter if it's first 20, 25, 45, 50 minutes played. Just have to be careful and uh, and uh, be patient. And uh, that's, that's I think, how we score also the first one. Yeah, no, it was, um, it's really great performance. It's, uh, sometimes um, we've been talking that sometimes it's a little bit nerve-wracking for us fans to see you guys passing it across the back, back of defence there. But you guys know what you're doing, so we've got nothing to worry about. But... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, just getting back to your 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 club side, Rob. Um, the season in Poland now is is wrapped up, and um, yeah, Varta Varta finished around mid table this season with eleven wins from from the thirty four games. I'm I'm sure you guys would have would have wanted to build upon your great fifth place finish last year, but this campaign was a, a little bit tricky. I do do you feel that you can regroup to make a challenge for for the European spots next year? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll think 100%. Especially with this new coach we have, uh, young, young, talented, very, very smart coach who we have now. Uh, with him, definitely, uh, he organizes our team so well. And uh, with when he came on in November, I think they they changed the coach. Uh, since then, you could see just clearly that he has very good ideas uh, how to play the football and how, especially how it like. Uh, ticks with our, uh, our team and uh, yeah uh, of course we need some player some signings now because a lot we had a lot of long players some players ended their contract sorry but and uh, but yeah definitely 100% I believe that uh, we can uh, build build especially on this season and then uh, to try look forward to have a better better position I, I think you I'm right saying you're you're contracted to Varta until next summer is there is there any pressure pressure from either side to get a, a new deal worked out, or is that something you're not worrying about too much? No, I'm not worrying too much. We know well, like they know what position I am. I know which position they are, so I don't have any problem. Just, just we now have to see these two games what we have left in national team, and then time for some break, and then we, I just go back there and we see where we are. And uh, yeah, there's no like no, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, until, uh, I mean, I've, I, I keep an eye on Varta now, obviously, because you and, and Nilo are there. And, um, yeah, and it's great to see the, the videos. And, and it, it's, it seems to me from the videos that I've seen that you enjoy your football there, you know. So, um, so yeah, I guess you, you'll be happy there until um, Arsenal come calling. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting. Maybe it's easier for me to spend the year there than go as a, as a free agent. 
to Arsenal, so then I have to spend spend some money on me, just just the salary. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I'm hoping for that. Cool, Rob. I mean, um, thanks so much for talking to us. We've been joined by our our, our new new mate Ali. Hello, Ali. How you doing? Hi, mate. Hi, guys. Hi, Robert. Hi. Nice but, to meet um, you. Yeah, I mean, Rob. Thanks so much for joining us. We're we're going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Montenegro game. Um, if you want to hang about for five minutes and um, and just give us a little a little bit more of an insight into that, but we've kept you for I think it's been I think it's been an hour already. But no yeah, problem. If, you, if you've got another few minutes for us, that'd be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, 100%. Rob, but, um, okay, do you want to do you want to just do a, a sort of proper outro as well, and then we can we can sort of start the the, the next one as a as a sort of separate separate recording, do. separate show. Two seconds, okay. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us, Rob. I mean, um, your commitment that you show when you play in a in a Finland shirt is it's it's clear for all to see, and um, and yeah, we we love seeing you smile when you're playing football. You said at the top of the show that you started off playing for enjoyment, and I think. It's clear for all of us to see that you you still enjoy your football. So, first of all, thanks so much for that, and and thanks for joining us on the Finnish Football Show, Robert. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, mate. Yeah, the same, and thanks thanks very much for having me. And uh, yeah, have a great summer. All. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and on Instagram. See the links in the episode description below. You can also connect with the four hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland, at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekimula. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.